but just to pray one more time. Um, we've got a bunch of people that are struggling with health today. Um, I know that um, there are folks that are here this morning that need a touch from the Holy Spirit. They need God to heal them. Um, Matteo Argento, Cassie's son, her youngest, is in the hospital uh, as we speak, and they're having difficulty getting his respiratory situation under control. And I know early this morning they were having difficulty being able to put in an IV because he's small. And um, So we're going to pray uh, for Mateo. Uh, we're going to pray for um, the McRonald family. Uh, all of the things that happened to Jody last week, she came home from the hospital, and then Ben got chicken pox, and um, their house is a disaster. Uh, it should have a giant quarantine sign on it. Um, so we're just going to pray for God's healing for the McRonalds. Uh, if you're here this morning and you need a touch from the Lord, um, I just simply ask if you'd like prayer to just put your hand up and say, Pastor Rob, would you pray for me today? I need prayer. I'm not going to make you come up front. Um, I know she's not raising her hand, but thank you for raising your hand for her, Dan. Um, so I know Tasha's going through some stuff, Gail and um, Pat. So as we pray, if I could get some folks to just go and lay hands on those people, you may that may seem weird to you. Uh, it's totally a biblical thing that if there are people who are sick, that they can uh, have people come and pray for them, lay hands on them, and that uh, that act of faith uh, stimulates uh, the Holy Spirit to, to just do pretty amazing things. So we're going to be obedient to God's word. And so if I could get a couple of ladies to go uh, pray with Tasha and a couple of ladies to pray with Pat, that would be fantastic. Let's pray. Father, we are thank you. We thank you so much. You are a healing God. You still heal today. It's not just stories that we read about things that happened a long time ago. Right now, on December 10th, 2017, you are a healing God. So, Lord, we have folks that are here this morning that are hurting. They're in pain physically. There are families that aren't even with us because they're homesick or they're in the hospital. And, Father, we lift them up to you. We lift little Mateo up to you. We ask for your healing anointing to touch that little boy's body. I pray that you give the doctors wisdom to know what's going on so that they can Help uh, get him back on the path to health. We pray for Cassie, who is tired and, and scared. This is two weekends in a row with each of her boys being in the hospital. Lord, I pray your grace and your strength over Cass. Lord, we pray for Jody and Rob and Ben and Phoebe and Abby that are all homesick today with all kinds of things. Father, we just pray for peace and healing and strength over the McRonald's. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, as we jump into our message this morning, Unforgettable Christmas, have you ever, uh, one of my favorite scenes in the, the new Stranger Things TV show is uh, it's Halloween. And the boys are very excited because they're making this transition from middle school to high school. And in middle school, on Halloween, kids dress up, right? It's a thing. And so they come up with these elaborate Ghostbuster costumes, and they're fantastic. 
and they cross the threshold into high school, and they're standing in the hallway, and no one else is wearing a costume. Right? Awkward. It's kind of like Ugly Sweater Sunday. And I'm the only one wearing an ugly sweater. Oh, my dad. My dad. I'm just kidding. Right, but there's, there, was that, there was that awkward moment. It, it was, it's been hysterical all morning long having conversations with people as they come up to me and they're like, oh, the look on my daughter's face was priceless. Because, like, we got up and left before she was up. And so she came around the corner, and I'm walking towards her. I'm like, good morning. And she's like, what are you wearing? <laughs> and and Jesse, she came up to me, and she's like, daddy, what? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm, perfectly, I'm dressed perfectly appropriately for church, right? Bow, tie, well, bow ties are cool. Right? That, that awkwardness of... Did I make a mistake? Am I am I in the wrong place? Am I am I am I wearing the wrong? You know, there's something something wrong. This morning's message uh, is, is, if there were a title to it, is awkward much. And I want to talk about a part of the Christmas story that I think, um, you know, sometimes again as a reminder. Uh, Sometimes as we go through this season of the year, it can be difficult, right? It can be maybe awkward or uncomfortable, kind of like the, the ugly sweater murder mystery at my par- at, at the, the gate on Saturday. And we we're all playing these parts. Uh, and some of those roles were uncomfortable, right? Right, Carol? Uncomfortable. Uh, it, yeah. I, my, my job was the dentist. That was my character's role, and so I had players and a headlamp, and my, my job was to inspect people's teeth. It's a lot of fun walking up to someone and saying, hey, let me see your teeth, right? I make it, yeah. Poor D. Yeah, anyways, we're just going to keep right on going, right? Awkward much? This Christmas season... This Christmas season, we want to focus on not just on how difficult the time of the season is, but to make this Christmas season an unforgettable Christmas. That this Christmas season, regardless of whether or not there are tons of presents under the tree or there are no presents under the tree, that we remember the reason, like Matt said in our communion, that it's not about the gifts. It's not about Santa. It's not about uh, cookies. It's not about lights. It's not about ugly sweaters. That, that the, the reason that we celebrate at this time of the year is that God rescued us through his son, Jesus Christ. That's the reason. Now, um, again, if you want to have an unforgettable Christmas this year, make Christ the center of your life. Make Jesus the center of everything that you're doing this season, whether it's shopping or, or gathering together with your family or with friends or, or whatever it is at work. Make Jesus the center of what you're doing, and he will make this Christmas unforgettable. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. 
And this is where um, Mary has an encounter. And so uh, in the verses leading up to verse 26, it's the story of Elizabeth and Zechariah, Mary's cousin. And uh, they are older. So if you could imagine uh, Gary and Mary Hodinius and all of a sudden an angel showing up to Mary and, and telling Mary, hey, Mary, just giving you a heads up, in nine and a half months you're going to have a baby. Now, Gary doesn't have a lot of words, right? He is not a big guy of words. Uh, but even more so, Zechariah, he has this encounter with an angel, and then God literally takes his voice away from him. He can't even talk. Um, that would make you a little uncomfortable, wouldn't it? It would be a little awkward. How do, you, how do you explain that to people? We have, we have really good friends uh, in Ohio that for years and years and years they wanted to have kids, couldn't have kids. Um, and so they adopted, and they had this awesome, awesome their, their oldest, uh, Josh, great kid. And then they adopted again, and Shanna was into, came into the family. And then they adopted again, and so now they've got Caleb and, and they're just this amazing family. And, and uh, Dennis and Susie, were just, they're just great examples of what it is to be awesome parents. And then uh, she turned 50 and got pregnant. Right? Um, miracle. Absolute miracle. But the miracle we're going to read today is even more miraculous than that. So verse 26 in Luke chapter 1 it says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, this woman who is beyond childbearing years, is now six months pregnant. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged or betrothed to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Now, here's the thing that... Um, you know, when we hear the Christmas story, when we watch a Charlie Brown Christmas, and we hear Linus read the Christmas story, um, we sometimes we miss this, right? Because we sing Silent Night, and the lights are on, and it's this warm, fuzzy feeling, and, and we love, we love this season. But for Mary, I think it was, it was terrifying at first, Right? Because she was, uh, in, their, in their culture, engagement or betrothal um, usually lasted a year. And I don't understand how, obviously it was, it was a different time, but what's interesting is that the, uh, the engagement period lasted for a year. Usually the girl was a young teenage girl. And for whatever reason, the rules were slanted in the favor of the guys because a guy could be unfaithful to his engaged uh, future bride and not really encounter much punishment that I can find. Uh, but if the, if the future bride was unfaithful to her future groom in that time period, her punishment was death. Awesome for Mary. And the angel shows up to her and it says in verse 28, it says, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, rejoice, favored woman, the Lord is with you. That word favored, it means that you are endowed or you are enriched with grace. 
verse 29, she says, confused and disturbed. Imagine, Jesse, an angel appearing to you in your room. She's not paying attention. That's okay. Imagine an angel showing up in your bedroom and saying, rejoice, Jesse, most favored, full of grace. The Lord is with you. How would that make you feel? Confused and disturbed? Yep, right? Mary tried, it goes on in verse 29, it says, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. And in verse 30, it says, Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. And he will be very great. He will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Now again, we have to remember the context of this. Mary is a young teenage girl. She's engaged to a middle-class, blue-collar worker, a guy who was a a carpenter, right? The the word that we use for that uh, is is carpenter, right? That Joseph was a carpenter. Jesus grew up in the family business. Uh, The word is actually the word tecton, which technically means like stone mason, Uh, that he built things, built homes and structures, those kinds of things. Uh, But he was like a regular working Joe. And then this angel shows up and says, you, you are engaged to Joseph, right? Um, but don't be afraid. Relax. It's going to be okay. You're about to have a baby, but it's not going to be Joseph's. But don't freak out. I'm, I'm feeling the anxiety already, Right? And not only that, not only just you're, you're going, some, somehow she's trusting, okay, God, you've got this, you're going to take care of this, you're, you're telling me that this is going to happen, but here I am, this, this teenage girl from Nazareth, not Jerusalem, not Rome, right, not anywhere important, and not only am I going to have a child, uh, not with my husband, but I, I haven't even had relationships with a man. I've never had sex with a man. I'm, I'm still a virgin. And, and Okay. On top of that, he's going to be the king over all of Israel and his kingdom will never end. Right? And this is what Mary says in verse 34. And, and, you know, and sometimes when we read just the black and white words off of the page, we don't catch the emotion of what happened, right? And sometimes we, we read these passages of Scripture and, and we kind of just kind of blaze through them. But it says, Mary, in verse 34, Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. I don't believe that she just, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. Do you think that's the way she asked it? I don't think so. Right? Sweat on her forehead, shaking hands, little tremble to her voice. How can this happen? I am a virgin. Verse 35, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come over you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
so that the baby to be born will be holy. And he will be called the Son of God. And what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. What I love, some manuscripts, that it says that the angel says these words, For nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. And so Mary responds, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Wow. Right? An awkward situation. An awkward conversation. Right? This encounter that she has with this angel, which on its own is terrifying. Right? That, that you, you, I don't know how about you, if any of us had encounters with angels, uh, specifically archangels. Ever had an archangel show up at your house? No. Awkward. Um, uncomfortable. It's frightening. Right? Sometimes, I, maybe you've never had an awkward conversation at this time of the season, but I, I remember uh, that one of my scenes, uh, one of the scenes from one of the movies about an awkward conversation. I just want to share it with you real quick. Awkward Christmas conversations. That's a honey of a tree, Clark. Is it real? Yeah, yeah. I dug it out of the ground myself. That a fact. Hey, hey, get out of there. Start. No. No, don't worry about it, Clark. A little tree water ain't gonna hurt him. Before we left, he drank a half a quart of Penn's oil. Boy, when he lifted his leg the next morning. Whoa. Eddie, Eddie, if he drinks the water out of there, the tree's going to dry up. Come on, out of there. It's not. Out, out, out. You get out of there. Come on, get in the kitchen now. Get in the kitchen there. Get you something to eat. Go on. He's cute, ain't he? Only problem is he's got a little bit of Mississippi leg hound in him. If the mood catches him right, he'll grab your leg and just go to town. <laughs> you don't want him around if you wear his short pants, if you know what I mean. <laughs> a word of warning, though, if he does lay into you, it's best to just let him finish. just can't believe you're actually standing here in my living room, Eddie. Mm. <laughs> Never thought the day would come. Yeah, I'm excited about it, too. Yeah. It's a crying shame the older kids couldn't make it. Yeah, I got the daughter in the clinic getting cured off the wild turkey. And the older boy, bless his soul, is preparing for his career. College? Carnival. You gotta be proud. Oh, yeah. Yeah, last season he was a picture dust spreader on a Celtic world. He thinks that maybe next year he'll be guessing people's waiter barking for the yak woman. You ever see her? No. Yeah, she's got these big horns growing right out above her ear. Yeah, she's ugly as sin. But a sweet gal and a hell of a good cook. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? No, I'm doing just fine, Clark. Get you something to eat? Something to drink? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? Anyone have a cousin Eddie? Yeah, right? 
Jesus wasn't born into a wealthy family. He uh, didn't have powerful connections. The situation was awkward at best. His earthly parents are a teenage girl who is pregnant, not, by her, not from her fiancé. Our lives may not be ideal. Our lives may be awkward at best. But God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. That in this, uh, this time of the year, the, 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 the nativity scene, that story that, that God teaches us, that he can use everything for his glory. The teenage girl was pregnant. There's no place for them to stay. Jesus is laid in a feeding trough, not a, a, a nice, warm, clean Stroller, well, warm stroller with blankets, right? Uh, you, you didn't use that to feed the donkeys before you put the kids in. Just the kids. You feed the kids. Yeah. yeah. God is amazing at taking the less ideal and making something amazing out of it. Right? So this morning, um, again, I just want us to remember um, that he can take anything and turn it around. That he can bring light and hope and, and, and peace out of anxiety, out of craziness, out of pain, out of sickness, out of brokenness. And he brings that all back together for us. You know, it's interesting, in, in December of 1903, um, the Wright brothers, you guys heard of the Wright brothers, Orville and Wilbur, right? December of 1903, after many, many attempts, they finally got their plane off the ground. And it flew for uh, a, a significant distance, the first time that humankind had flown through the air, other than like when people jumped off of cliffs or bridges or things like that. This was powered flight. First time ever in human history. And so they were so excited that they telegraphed their sister back in Dayton, Ohio, because they were down in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. And, and it says that the telegram said this. It says, we have actually flown 120 feet. We'll be home for Christmas. Catherine hurried to the editor of the local newspaper so that they could let people know what happened. And she showed him the message, and he looked at it, and he said, Oh, how nice. The boys will be home for Christmas. He completely missed the fact that for the first time in human history, we flew. Right? Will we miss Jesus because we're too busy concentrating on far less important matters? Are we, are we going to be focused? Are we going to be able to see it when he comes? Mary was willing to, to, do, to, to allow God to do whatever he wanted to do, right? She said to him, let it be as you have said, right? Let it be done to me. She pondered it in her heart. Do you think that she could have flipped out and said, yeah, find someone else, right? She could have. This Christmas, 
let us let us be like Mary and say, Jesus, what do you want to do in me to bring light and hope and restoration to brokenness? Because that's what that's what he wants for us. Right, so we, we, we talk about Christmas, and it happened a long time ago, and, and we read the passages, and we've heard them over and over and over again. But it's so that we can continue to tell and share the story, but now we get to be a part of it. So specifically, how can we do that? How can we, apart, how can we make someone's Christmas unforgettable? What do you think? What can we do? We can witness to them, right? We can share the hope that we have. What else? What can we do? We can buy groceries for them. Yeah. We, um, it was heartbreaking to me um, this past week hearing a conversation about a young lady who uh, her family lives on fixed income. They don't have a lot of money. And um, mom is on disability, and uh, parents are divorced, dad's not around, and um, her brother likes to smoke pot, and brought a friend over, and they got really high, and ate all the food in the house, which is, you know, oh, you know, that's what boys do. Well, boys don't get high, uh, or they shouldn't. Um, But at our house, the boys eat all the food in the house. Which at our house isn't a crisis, but in a house on a fixed income where mom has X number of dollars to buy groceries and she buys them at the beginning of the month and that food has to last through the month because she's not able to buy groceries again until the beginning of the next month and it's now the second week in January and all the food is gone. Oh, December, sorry. Thank you. They're not going to have groceries again until January, what can we do? Yeah, which is what we're going to do. Um, we have the opportunity now to bring that hope and light and, and that, that restoration in people's lives. That's the point of the story. That's why we read it every year and over again and we celebrate and we talk about the gift. The gift of, of Christmas is not so that we can feel warm and fuzzy or, or have parties and wear silly sweaters uh, and, and just have a good time. It's so that we can bring the story, the truth, the hope to people who are in the dark, who are broken and need us uh, to be the arms and the, the feet of Jesus. That's what will make Christmas unforgettable for us and for the people that, that Jesus leads us to. That's why we're here. That's the point. That's the reason for Christmas. That, that he didn't just come, you know, the, it's not just the cute little eight-pound baby Jesus. It's that he came for a reason. And we get to be a part of that reason this season. So I, again, uh, as we close, we're actually going to wrap up early. Um, we have four families that need to get picked up um, before you leave. If, you, if you're uncomfortable doing it all by yourself, buddy up with someone. Ask someone, hey, look, we can't do it on our own, but maybe we could do it together. 
Uh, the families that have, um, that's just a single person, that one's easy. Uh, the ones that have multiple kids, that one's maybe not so easy. Um, but again, partner up with another family. Um, and then the family, the, the, the young lady from our youth center from the gate, um, her name's not on there, and, um, but we're, we need another family to take care of her. Um, maybe we'll take care of her. Let's pray. Father, we want to be a part of bringing light and hope. This world is dark and it's broken. It's confusing. It's disturbing. But like Mary, Father, we want to be willing to say, Lord, use me. Father, I pray that you would help us to be bold enough to maybe have some awkward conversations with people. That, that you give us an opportunity to share the real meaning of Christmas and then we don't shy away from it. We don't, we don't turn the conversation in a different direction. Lord, I pray that you would help us this morning to, to make Christmas unforgettable, not for us, but for someone else. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Blessings for you this, this Christmas season. Again, uh, if you haven't signed up, come and see Terry uh, and help grab a family. If you need to have a couple conversations to say, hey, would you be willing to partner with us? That would be fantastic. Uh, but we really would love to be able to take care of the families that we have left that, that someone hasn't taken them. Blessings. Merry Christmas.